This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we are in the middle of the NFL coaching carousel. Several coaches have been let go after this past regular season. The process of filling those positions ongoing, and it has historically gone to more towards white coaches. Two positions filled so far this offseason have gone to white coaches. So where does this leave some of the uh, very qualified black coaches? Pleasure to join uh, once again with Ken Shropshire, CEO of the Global Sport Institute and a distinguished professor of global sports at Arizona State University. He is also a professor emeritus here at the Wharton School. And I, I'm going to guess, Mr. Shropshire, that you are not in snowy Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, watch out for that uh, what, bomb hurricane. What do you call those things? Yeah, they yeah they call it a a snow bomb or a, yeah whatever they're calling it. You know, it's going to blow right by here and give us about a, an inch of snow. But I, I know you're out there in the sunny climes of Arizona enjoying the weather. So thanks for giving us a few moments today. Not happy to. How concerned are you that we're going to go through this? this cycle of coaches, and I believe it's eight positions that are open, uh, and we're not going to see uh, African-American uh, coaches filling those roles? Yeah, Dan, we're at nine with uh, with Sean Payton stepping stepping down, and right. very concerned. There are, of course, as you say, a number of candidates that could fill these jobs, but, you know, it's interesting, the the Chicago job, for example, uh, the, the club hires an African-American GM from the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's where Eric Bieniemy, one of the prime candidates for head coaches. And there was some thought that, okay, well, maybe Bieniemy is going to Chicago. Here's a guy who really knows him well. And Bieniemy has been kind of the lead candidate for the past few years. And then he does not get hired. Right. So that really put a, a, a damper on this process already. Um, so yeah, it, it's, you got to remain optimistic until, until it's over, but, uh, it, it's not looking good right now. Well, and then there are the two African-American coaches who were let go, uh, David Cully in Houston, Brian Flores in Miami. I think a lot of people believe Flores may very well get a job and probably should have a job and probably maybe shouldn't have been fired from, from Miami. And certainly David Cully, with all that went on in Houston this year, uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, travails and, and some of the other things, uh, I, and one year. He only got one year. I don't think he got the, uh, the the true opportunity that maybe he deserved. Well, you know what? It's, it's kind of interesting. That, you know, Flores, when he first got in there, I think there was some design for him uh, to tank in, in Miami and to get the top graphics and that sort of thing in any overperformed and, and stuck around. And then Cully comes in to Houston, and similarly, uh, especially, as you say, with Deshaun Watson uh, stepping away, there was a thought that there'd be no success at all. And, and by all measures, Cully outperformed expectations. And maybe there was a thought that on the, on the cheap, I think he's still got $22 million coming to him, so I don't know how cheap that is, they could yeah. have – Cully be kind of a caretaker and he wouldn't have success, but he turns out to have the success, but the team was ready to move on. So it's, you know, it's, it's tragic that these two uh, are African-Americans and, and that the numbers are so low and now we're down to one. 
that's Mike Tomlin at, at Pittsburgh, who's been there for yeah, nearly 15 years or so. So it, it's 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 pretty unbelievable. You know, the high that we've ever had in the NFL is, is eight African American head coaches, and you know, and the answer would be kind of the obvious question. There is no magic number, but right. one, two, right. three just just strikes one is too low. But the, the, the opportunity to interview is, is something that, you know, you and I have talked about uh, with the Rooney Rule and, you know, having African-American candidates get the opportunity to interview for these jobs. It's one thing to get the opportunity to interview. It's another thing to to get to the point where the decision maker, whoever it might be, says, yep, you're the guy that we want to have running our team. We believe you can be the guy that uh, that will get the job done. Yeah, and that's how we, we struggle with this this whole process. I mean, as you know, many, many of your listeners know, the Rooney Roll goes into effect in 2003. This is after the great Tony Dungy and, and, and the great Denny Green had both been fired, and there was kind of a look around by the league of, what are we doing? You know, nobody's hiring African American head coaches. So right away, Marvin Lewis uh, gets hired by Cincinnati. So the process seems to be working. As I say, the numbers have increased over the years, and then there have been a couple of years, including um, uh, in, in recent times, where no African Americans were hired. So, so the so the conversation then becomes: Well, the Rooney Rule propels the interviewing of uh, now at least two. People of color. I think that the rule refers to them as, as minorities. And okay, so you get them in the door for that, but how do you actually impact the decision maker? And and that's that's the real mystery. I, I will tell you that on the NFL diversity committee that hears about this more than other owners are, mm-hmm. uh, for example, the owner of the Chicago Bears is, is there, and he did not hire an African American head coach. He did hire an African American. Uh, GM, uh, the owner of Houston, so we'll see what what happens there. Uh, the owner of Jacksonville is on the the social justice committee, uh, so, so there so there are these people in these these kind of positions to know and to to, to know better. The New York Giants, the Maras are on the uh, diversity committee as well. So it, it's not for lack of, of knowledge that this is a, this is a real issue and a real problem. Um, and, and so this this is one of the dilemmas that exists. Uh, broadly as well, you know, how, how do you know the reasons for making these kinds of decisions? You, you know, the, and we're talking with Ken Shropshire, CEO of the Global Sport Institute. Uh, the dynamics around being a head coach uh, have have changed a little bit, I think, in the last few years as well, because the pressure to win and be successful and get playoff wins and get your team positioned and maybe be a, a Super Bowl champion that has ramped up even more uh, in the last few years. Owners, and maybe it's the case with, with Brian Flores, owners don't want to wait for five years now for your team to be in the mix for, for a playoff. They want you to be in the mix you know, immediately. And for Flores, he had actually done that. And, and so that's what, that's what boggles my mind about the, the whole Miami situation. Right, and if you drill down on, on Miami, and you're absolutely right. I mean, that, that, you know, it's kind of across sports get to the collegiate level too. When, when now, or, or you're out. And, and Flores had, you know, had a kind of a terrible start this season, and then had this this big pickup at the end, and, and you know, and he winnings, I guess, seven or eight of the last last a few games. And you know, the, the reasons that are pointed to in the in the press, I have no personal insight. 
uh, for the firing is that there was a, a interpersonal problems that that right. that that he did not get along uh, with people in the organization. There are various stories of, of what that meant, and you know, and, and that's that's a that is a reason why you sometimes let someone go, but you know, we we, we all kind of people think about this. You know, I don't think Lombardi was walking through the hall of Green Bay hugging everybody every day. I don't, right. I don't know the man, but you know, right. it, it, so the so the, per, the personality versus winning. What sacrifices do you, do you make? What what do you allow to occur if someone is winning or on the on the trail to winning? So so that's kind of the mystery mystery there. Uh, you, you're absolutely right that success seemed to be on the way, uh, but but it's cut short now. So how much then, and there's a percentage that obviously it is, with some of these decisions uh, of not selecting uh, an African-American coach, uh, is the football dynamic? Because uh, as you mentioned with the Chicago Bears, uh, they hire Ryan Poles to be the general manager, had been in Kansas City. He certainly would have a lot of insight on Eric Bieniemy, the type of coach he is, and, and whether or not he would you know, he would be a, a somebody that they would want to bring in and have an interview with. And, and I, I wonder how much of that dynamic uh, is at play here. I would think it's got to be a, a significant amount. It's got to be a lot. I mean, you know, the, the, the Chicago thing is so interesting and, and, you know, interesting for an observer, not interesting for Eric Bieniemy. Um, I mean, if if this is one person, the one person in this whole calculus of, of 32 NFL teams that, that knows you the best. And it, what we don't know is, is the, the level to which the decision, you know, the decision, you know, the decision to hire um, the head coach there was made the day after polls was, was hired. So you got to believe that, you know, things were in place already, but you just wonder what happened in that interaction in the hiring process. Now, did the Vietnamese name come up? Was there any pushing by polls for that opportunity? And what yeah. does this do to Vietnamese, uh in, in terms of whatever information other teams have about him when they see this person this close to him does not that does not hire him? So, so yeah, it, it really, you know, it really boggles the mind. It's you, you hear in the past, and I think owners have gotten away from this because they've gotten so so criticized for it. For example. When, Joe Judge was was hired. I think he was he was one of the good examples by the the Giants. There yeah. was some language by ownership or people making decisions there. He reminded me of myself, which was really you know for an, for an African American coach, uh, since yeah. there is not a single African American owner in the NFL, kind of kind of rules you out if that becomes one of the standards for for making a decision that 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 you, they remind you of yourself or your son or, or or whatever it might be. So yeah, so the closer you get to to make a decision based on uh, football IQ and success, uh, the the fair, the, the the more level the, the the playing field is in terms of this decision making. Ken, appreciate a few moments. It's going to be an interesting uh, next few weeks to see all of this play out. Thanks again, sir. Enjoy your time out there in uh, sunny Thanks, Arizona. All right, take care. See ya, Ken Shropshire, CEO of the Global Sport Institute. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.